It's time to turn the page. Welcome to another episode of Point C. As always, I'm Christopher Cape. Thanks for joining me. And I hope that all of you are feeling connected out there and ready to get this going. Without further ado, welcome to the episode. Hey, so I um, I'm on East Beach uh, Point Pelee. Um, Lake Erie on this side, uh, the ponds and the marshlands on this side, campgrounds over here. Took me about 30 minutes to kayak out. Decided, um, yeah, it's probably a good thing to do to film out here. I, uh, there's nobody else on this beach right now. It kind of, it feels like I'm on the edge of the world. Or at least on the edge, you know? Um, yeah, it's fantastic out here. Thanks to Parks Canada for setting this up. This is the second, um, The second installment of of the Point C's out on Point Pelee National Park. Um, yeah, saw a beaver on the way out here. Um, tried to get up to pet him, but he he got underwater too fast. Some swans, some invasive swans from Europe. Tongue in cheek there. Um, sound like uh, giant uh, dinosaurs and their wings beating across the the pond it's a maze went for an hour lecture on their marsh restoration out here in Point Pelee and it's crazy the invasive species that are taking over and the fight the good fight that uh, the conservationists are doing out here just even in a short period, you know, one season and they can reclaim so much of the natural habitat and the way that it was set up. And what I what I didn't understand greatly about about how they were losing this, because when you come out to Point Pelee or any of essentially Essex County, I, from what I get at was all marsh. And back in the day marsh wasn't seen as productive because it wasn't arable land you couldn't grow cattle on it you couldn't plant crops so a lot of it was drained and hence why Essex County is a lot of farm fields um, and Point Pelee was preserved and they had shown a picture an aerial photograph from 1959 and um, there was a lot more little canals and throughways through the marsh it was more like a maze and the marsh itself has a a somewhat compact I don't know uh, ground of mud and reeds interlaced and animals can move across it like deer or coyote or fox um, 
and there's nesting birds and turtles that make their homes and have their little babies up in here um and so when you come out here it's it's hard to think like well it's still a marsh it's how can they be reclaiming or saving it but essentially what's happened is the invasive species from europe uh the cattail and another type of reed basically just take over and make it so dense that um turtles are having a hard time swimming through and nesting same with birds they can't really nest and then they can't feed because it's too thick in the overgrowth so some some things like the red-winged blackbird can you know survive because they they sit on top and the cattails are just fine but a lot of the other plants and animals just can't hack it um just like the swan um I don't know, I may be called the trumpeter swan, I'm not sure, it's the one with the orange beak. But they, they're invasive as well to other bird species in the same sense that the, the other plants are and that they just won't allow for the natural birds to propagate here. They'll scare them off using their size. Anyways, I would never have known any of that just by just by kayaking out here it was interesting to to listen to the lecture um i originally came i mean i did some drawings out here ideally i would have loved to bring the paints out i just there wasn't enough room in the kayak i makes me realize i need to get a a watercolor kit or something for on the go because there's this right back where those trees are um, it kind of dips in and pinches in and Lake Erie and then the marsh area gets as there's just a tiny little thin strip separating it and I guess when it's stormy the the lake blows over and breaches the beach um, but it's beautiful in in the sense that it's this sort of thin hourglass of sand with water on both sides and yeah it's just it's really cool i mean i'll post some of the drawings on instagram but i went uh, and i wanted and also i wanted to come swimming on this side but i mean lake erie is a funny lake oh my gosh i got in there up to my hips and i could just feel it pulling at my ankles um it on it honestly felt like icy fingers around my ankles pulling me down and under um, so I got out of there pretty dang quick. This is one of those lakes that you just do not mess around with. Um, it, it's, it definitely, one minute it'll be, I mean, I've definitely gone to places along Lake Erie Shore where it's like one time I go and it's the most pleasant experience. And then the next time I go, you can just feel it wanting to pull you out. And I'm here by myself, so... I don't, I didn't feel like this podcast should be my last will and testament um, to the world. I have a few more paintings I want to get after, I think. Um, yeah, I, I highly suggest, I mean, it's only three hours from Guelph to this spot. And I can, 
I can't even imagine. I mean, it's probably only, what, an hour and a half from London, maybe 45 minutes from Windsor. It is such a fantastic place. And something that I really was surprised at was how many longboarders there were because this is such a flat, even spot. And they're not, you know, they're not super experienced. They're beginners and it's not longboard friendly as far as there's like a laneway for them. It's just the main road all the way down. Um, but the cars are very understanding and they slow down and it's been really... It's been really cool. I thought I'd be the only one skateboarding up and down. I think next time I come, I might bring like a, one of those surf skates with the reverse truck because I feel like the carving will be a little bit better. <sighs> oh, the sun and the wind are making me so tired. I started to feel, uh, I started to feel a bit emotional, like a little baby needed a nap. So I laid down and I, I remember they were saying um, the coyotes hang out around here and uh, I did uh, I did bring my knives but I didn't um, oh god sorry about that if you're listening on headphones I brought uh, I brought my knives but um I don't want to have to use them. So yeah, I had like closed my eyes and rested it on. I have this, the iPads resting on a little driftwood log here and I had put my, put my head against the driftwood log and started to fall asleep and I had this vision of like having to fight off some coyotes, um, which is not really ideal. I would ra way rather have joined their pack or something, but who knows how well that would go, right? Um, yeah, I saw, I saw everybody uh, from the artist residency at at the lecture today, and I didn't. Um, it just felt like it was a a scene that was a bit. Um, individualistic I mean the other plein air painter who is here from Whitby um, is is riding solo and before I got in the kayak I saw him he was going to walk the boardwalk but everybody else that's here is in a gang of people so maybe there won't be a any artist podcasts which is okay um, I'm still going to try to find that, at the very least, I'm going to write down that one woman's, um, website, if she's got one, and post it, just because it's cool to see, to see someone's sculpture work. The gentleman who shared that poem with me, who I, to be honest with you, I think that poem is really shaping my... Or at least even the idea, and I don't even know if that's what he meant by the idea of the poem, but um, even just the definition of colloidal solution, where things are mixed together but they still remain separate, it's been such a huge uh, 
guiding force to how I'm experiencing this residency this week so far. And I mean, it's only day two, which is crazy. Feels like I've done so much. And I'm tonight. I'm gonna once I head back kayak, and I'm gonna either go go to the tip of Point Pelee or head back out to the West Beach and do some more sunset paintings. Um, and the, early this morning, I went out. It had rain this morning, and then after it stopped raining, I went out quick and did a bunch of um, drawings and some writing out at the West Beach and did some swimming. And as I was walking into the water, the idea of like the colloidal solution in life and how the essentially it's like the lake in the stone, right? Where I was starting to feel like I was treating my emotions and my thoughts as if they were a part of me as if they were intermixed with me and this this poem that this gentleman had said really or even colloidal solution really triggered this thought in me that like a stone going into the water it doesn't become part of the water the water isn't the stone and if the stone was the emotion or the worry or the fear or the sadness, whatever I'm talking about, whatever it is, it's mixed in, but it is not a part of. It doesn't become that. And I think that maybe that's what I was trying to get at yesterday talking. It's this idea of not letting... Having the having it still be separate right like I am not my feelings I am not my emotions and to be honest I don't know if that's like a healthy way to act or to be but it really um, it really definitely changed the idea for me of what um, of what I should um of a different way of being right like and I could see the benefits of it being um, not so over the top not so scary not so not so all encompassing right like there's just something about when sadness takes over how debilitating it can be sometimes or anxiety and how debilitating it can be and it definitely feels intoxicating or it feels like it would be a bit of a respite to have that be more of a colloidal solution where they're mixed together but myself and the emotion are mixed together but still separate and as I was walking into the water I had this thought where well, wait a minute, why did I just assume that I was the lake and my emotion was the stone in the lake? What if I'm the stone? As And it was interesting walking into the lake to go swimming this morning and having this idea that I'm the thing entering, right? I'm this... It changed the dynamic so greatly. And I... I wonder if this is the basis of religion 
in that part of the whole but still separate right and when people talk about the meaning of life being the universe experiencing itself it really it really was driven home oh man i'm I'm falling asleep here. This might be the first podcast where I fall asleep while I'm talking. Had some pretty insane dreams last night. (laughs) It's funny how... This I... It's it's just so interesting, right? Like... Identifying myself through the things that I'm experiencing. And how... those can be separate and so much of that is I mean easy to talk about especially when it's a plein air painting right like I I think that's why it's like so hard to get into painting or drawing outside in public because in reality it's like we're identifying this as as a part of us the painting is a part of us right like it's crazy to think that um it's crazy to think that how much we put into a painting and how at the beginning how invested my of myself i am in it And it, when somebody comes along, no matter what they say, there's, I'm still, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely attached to it, right? And they, and I get upset and I'm protective of it and I take offense very easily if somebody, I, it doesn't feel this way anymore, but at the beginning it definitely did. Where so much of what I was doing out out on the canvas was a reflection of, or was an extension, I should say, as an extension of me as a person, as a human being. And by critiquing this work on canvas or panel, in fact, they were critiquing me. And I, that's not, that's something I feel, that's not just the, the realm of painting or outdoors or painting in the studio, but of anything that I would do. And on the best of days, I could make a dinner for somebody and it wouldn't matter, you know? 
if the person didn't like it they didn't like it no big deal and on the worst of days um if I made a dinner for somebody and they said it was disgusting I might I don't know <laughs> burn it down burn the place down you know um Well, I almost feel like just just panning the camera around a little bit. It is. It's just so interesting. I wonder if you got a good view of it, of how skinny a strip I'm on right now, because it is very tiny. I would say maybe 60 feet across on either side. And when I get home, I'm going to have to have a nap. It is... Oh, I just tiring work out here. Oh, just sitting here talking. It shouldn't be so hard, right? Um, so last night, taking some of the paintings back that I had done back to the car, one of them had fallen and flipped upside down in the sand, but... When I picked it up, it was just covered in sand in one section. Like I'd say the bottom third was just covered in sand. And it, there was just something about it. And the I did, the writing I did on colloidal and separation made me realize, like, I think that's the direction I'm going to go. And with these paintings here, I'm going to... I've started collecting driftwood for some reason. Um... It's very organic looking and very much skeletal. The shapes are of so much like femurs and hip bones and elbows and tibias and all these different bones. That even uh, Werner at Man for Arts on Instagram would uh, be losing his mind over. But this idea of taking the sand and I think I might mix it with pigment and with gel medium and and start sculpting with it on the, the panels and the canvases. And have this idea of the ethereal, the sunset, the sky, very thin, very bright. And then this like thick textural pigmented foreground or at least abstract shapes. It just is I should have should have brought filmed that last night too. It would have been very interesting. Oh, I was so emo I was so emotional when I was when I was starting this podcast, but I th I just just don't have the energy to to get into it. It seems a little played out and sad, especially for such a beautiful scene. I gotta show you, I gotta show you this, um, this view. Just give me a second here. 
how thin that is. Kayaks just over there. The east side of Lake Erie. Excuse me. You would never... I mean... It's so funny that... <coughs> this is the best reception I've had... For date, cellular data... Is on, the, on this side. Which is like... in feels like it's in the middle of nowhere. But it's... It's the best Wi-Fi reception I've gotten. So... It's an illusion, this idea of uh, being in the middle of nowhere, but oh, what an illusion. It feels so good. It's, it's interesting, this idea of like struggling. This idea of like sharing the moment with somebody, regardless of whether it's like now in the moment or with this podcast, which is going to be sometime in the future. But it, it definitely, I, I really feel like that's like something that's such a worthwhile thing to to figure out what's going on actually and how creating memories strictly for myself just just don't have the weight and don't feel as beautiful and vivid and intense is when you're sharing them with somebody else regardless of who that person is or what their relationship is to you. Like obviously a positive relationship or else you probably wouldn't have that much fun being there with a the person. And I wonder if other people feel the same in that way and how much of of that has to do with like the the value that I place on myself and my experience But it's definitely amazing out here. It kind of, it kind of feels like a shipwreck a little bit on a deserted island. Thank God that this soda found me found its way to me then.
yeah, I don't really... I To be honest, I just wanted... I didn't really have a heavy direction to go this way. And I had meant to, to have a, a longer nap and to come out a bit later, but... Yeah, I just didn't want to run out of time today. I think um, what's surprising most about this place as far as color goes is the blues. I really didn't, I wasn't prepared for the richness of the blues. Um, and I have, I have a feeling because it's just the distances are just so far and then there's so much moisture in the air. There's just really a lot of different colors of blue. Ones that I did not think were going to be there. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping that it stays the same sort of overcastness the whole evening. Just because I really want to take another shot at, at the tree lines at the edge of the lake. This is why the all-inclusive resorts are just unlimited alcohol. Because you are just essentially, this this what you do? You just sit on the beach or you sit by the pool and you just get hammed, I guess.
You know what's special about Lake Erie to me? I'm just realizing it. I'm laying here falling asleep. Is there, right now, I think there's quite a few people in this park. There's got to be over 250. And it's a slow time right now. But I'm not sure if it's because it's like the breath of Lake Erie can blow against you so easily at any point or what. But there is something going on where it, it causes people to, and maybe it's just me, but it causes me to see people as individuals outside of outside of my preconceived notions and i had this talk with this gentleman from saint mary's the other day um just about how fashion was the original art form of expression the first and I still hold true to that, but the idea that when someone wakes up in the morning and puts their clothes on, it's the one way that they can tell people what they're about, who they are, what kind of person they are. Whether it's real or it's something that they're, they're fictional or putting on, they're still telling you or giving you a message. And that I find that regardless of what is it, buddy? Huh? Wonder what what that bird was saying. Regardless of regardless of like preconceived notions, it's it feels like I'm getting a good dose of on being able to honestly like really seeing people for who they are. It's almost like the more time that I spend here, the more I'm peeling away my my lenses of of how I look out into the world, especially at people and with people. And maybe it's part of it's I'm my boundaries and my shields are being pulled away, and so by that nature, it's like it's it's allowing me to see people a bit more clearly.
This is as close to sun tanning as I get, I guess. Nice overcast day. lecture today on marsh restoration I really got a good it was interesting really hearing and seeing people on their own as individuals I don't know what I'm trying to say it just feels good to lay here don't know how exciting in a podcast it is, but it's definitely been pretty, pretty good for me. Hopefully the sound of the lake and the wind has acted as some sort of healing new age tape of peaceful, soothing sounds. should be the sound that should be the name of this podcast sounds of the lake oh yeah nap time film another one tonight but I don't know I think I need to go have a nap before I go out painting I hope you get a nap today I hope you get some respite from whatever it is that ails you and if you don't have anything God bless you good for you holler at me and let me know how you figured that one out try to be gentle with myself I've been pretty good late today haven't been too hard on myself which has been really nice gonna go home or back to the cabin and make some snacks maybe and then take a nap and get this party started we'll talk soon okay this is Christopher Cape Of course you have to know who it is, right? <laughs>